0: My boss forced me to work with an injury and I ended up bleeding on the job. Basically, I was working for a casual pizza chain, the one you can't out pizza, and I had to call out for a shift to go to the hospital as I was a victim of some domestic violence and injured my arm. The managers were fine with it, although out of the four I spoke to, none of them asked if I was okay, but that's a different matter. I went to the hospital and the doctor looked at me and put a band-aid over the wounds in my arm. Also not to do any heavy lifting and to use my arm as little as possible for a couple of days. I questioned whether he could just glue the wound or stitch it, but he refused. I have no idea why it 100% needed to be glued, but my regular doctor said much the same when I showed up with the injuries nearly two weeks later as it still hadn't healed. But after I got to my house from the hospital, I rang my store manager and told him I would only be able to do light duties for a couple of weeks, knowing the doctor at the hospital was wrong. And he said that that wasn't a problem and he appreciated that I was still willing to work. Anyways, I went back to work two days after the injuries occurred. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have been going back to work, but I needed money and I wasn't going to get it anywhere else. As soon as I got there, the manager, not the store manager, let's call them Tammy, told me I would be on dispatch, cutting and boxing all the pizzas and sides. I apologized and explained that I wouldn't be able to do that as the pans can be quite heavy, and the doctor told me not to use my arm. I also showed her the bandage I had wrapped around my arm. Tammy asked why I even came to work then, and I explained that I told the store manager about my circumstances and that they said they would be happy for me to do light duty. Tammy rolled her eyes and told me to answer the phones and serve customers instead, which I was happy to do. We got quite busy and dishes started piling up and Tammy told me to get on wash up, but I had to remind her of my arm and suggested it probably wasn't a good idea to put a fresh wound that was still bleeding slightly in water that was being used to clean dishes. Tammy rolled her eyes and said she was going to the office and she would be back in 20 minutes and that I better have done all the dishes and put them away. I tried to explain that I wouldn't be able to lift the fresh pans out of the sink, but she ignored me and said my arm couldn't be that bad or the doctor would have glued the wound or given me stitches and that she wanted the work to be done. Cue the malicious compliance. I started doing the dishes and was very careful to lift an amount that I could handle with one hand despite not being very safe. 10 minutes later, Tammy yelled that I wasn't moving fast enough and that I needed to use two hands. So I lifted up a large pile that I could usually carry quite easily with two hands. But in this case, my arm went numb and I dropped them. And in reflex, I tried to catch them, which completely busted the wound open and blood started dripping everywhere. I quickly bandaged my arm again and started to clean up the blood, but one of the customers had started yelling that I needed help, and Tammy came and told me to move out of the way. She spent the rest of the night cleaning the dishes as the store manager had checked the cameras and had seen me doing the dishes, and told her that they needed to be redone with clean water. As I continued doing light duties, I had been assigned aside from the number of admin tasks that I normally did, which for some reason she refused to allow me to do. I found out later that Tammy didn't go home until 1 a.m. and kept two other staff there to help her when we closed at 10. Because she wasn't able to get her work done, plus the work she refused to let me do done on time. But let me know, am I the jerk? Remind me to never go to this OP's hospital because I can't believe a doctor didn't glue or stitch something that clearly needed to be done. But that actually doesn't surprise me in the slightest. I did have one instance where I had to go to urgent care because I could not get my nose to stop bleeding one time. And it was by far one of the worst experiences I've ever had in my life. The stupid doctor that was there tried to plug my nose up with balloons? I don't know if you're in the medical field, but there is these balloons that they can shove up your nose that feel like they go to your brain and they put air in them to put pressure to try to stop the bleeding. I didn't suffer from panic attacks at the time, but I'm pretty sure I was getting close to having one during this episode. I was almost on the verge of tears. I was having trouble breathing and this dumb doctor wanted to put another balloon in my other side of my nose. I pretty much had to tell him to go screw himself, and he was kind of mad that I was getting teary-eyed. Literally one of the most insensitive doctors I've ever been around. Anyways, I think it is still pretty crazy that this terrible boss even knew that, you know, cuts that are pretty serious need to be glued or stitched. Also, could you imagine being the customer who was waiting for their order and finding a customer at the restaurant bleeding in the back? They're probably never going to eat there again and I don't blame them. Entitled car dealership tells me to go to their competitor and waste my time because they won't give me the price listed on their website. This took place eight years ago when I was buying my first new car not just a new-to-me car. I spent a good amount of time researching the options available, both in terms of models from other manufacturers, options of packages for the car in which I was most interested. So I knew exactly what I wanted coming in the door. In 2014, car dealers' websites quite hadn't gotten to the level of borderline bait-and-switch trickery you see these days. So if a dealer's website said that they had a particular car on the lot at the particular price, they almost certainly did. There were several in the region that matched what I was looking for one specifically at my existing dealership it was one of the largest in the northern Virginia area for this particular brand I had a reasonable good experience with their service department overall and I'd figure I'd give their sales department a chance to shine That was my first mistake. I showed up on a Wednesday after work. It was in early June, so with the Mercury being in the upper 90s, I was dressed in a comfortable but still very presentable combination of a polo shirt with khaki shorts. When I entered the sales side of the dealership, I could see what appeared to be all the salespeople in the conference room laughing and joking while taking scissors to the tie of one of the men present. Later on, I found out that this was a rite of passage after making your first sale. I waited around for a minute or two as the conference room had glass walls and it would be impossible not to notice me as I'm not exactly a small fellow at 6 feet 6 inches tall. When no one came out to greet me, I went up to the receptionist desk and said, Hi, I'm interested in model of car and there's one in stock I'd like to see. Her response without even looking up from her phone was "Okay." I stood there for another 20 minutes or so and then politely asked, Would you be able to show me that car? This finally prompted her to look up from her phone. She looked at me up and down, scoffed a bit, and said she would go and get someone. I was willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, hoping that this thing would turn around. That was my second mistake. The receptionist came back with what looked like the youngest, most wet behind the ears salesperson they could find, as evidently I wasn't worth the time of a more experienced folk. I explained that I was interested in a car that their website said they had in stock and provided him with the printout showing the stock number, price, and all the pertinent details. It took him a while to find the car on the lot, but after a brief test drive, I knew it was what I wanted and began the sales process. I had a trade-in which had been primarily serviced by them and which I had already had a written offer from CarMax, so I knew how much I would receive for it. He quoted me just over half of that figure. When I pointed out that I could get several thousand more by taking it to CarMax just up the road and had a written offer from them for that specific mount, he went on and got his sales manager who offered to drive me there and pick me up afterwards, but that he wouldn't match what CarMax offered. I was a bit surprised that they didn't want a nice used car to sell for themselves. It was six years old, top of the line, reasonable mileage and serviced by them specifically. But again, I cut them more slack than they deserved. When we got to the price, things really fell apart he quoted me a price that was several thousand dollars higher than what was displayed on their website. When I showed him the printout again with the noticeably lower price, he looked to the sales manager for guidance. The sales manager immediately took the line that the price listed includes all of the available rebates and special offers that you may not be able to qualify for. I was now frustrated and showed them the printouts from the other sales dealers in the area that had a similar price shown and said that if they weren't willing to honor the price listed on their website, I would just go to the next closest dealer. That had that motto in stock at that price. His response sealed the deal for me. Go ahead and waste your time at the competing dealership. We won't hold it against you when you come back here. I told them, okay, thank you for your time. I'm going to the competing dealership and I got up and I left. No one stopped me and the receptionist said nothing as I walked past her to the parking lot to drive to the other dealership. When I got to the competing dealership, it was already around 8 p.m. as I had spent a fair amount of time at the first dealership and Northern Virginia traffic has never been known for being reasonable. I had a salesperson approach me immediately upon entering the dealership and I explained, I've just come from the first dealership and wanna buy this particular model of car. Both of you have the car in stock with the options I want. They wouldn't give me at the price shown on their website. If you will, I'm ready to sign on the dotted line right now. The salesperson immediately took me to his office, verified that they had the car and confirmed that, yes, the price on their website was accurate and I could walk out the door with that price. We started the process and when we got to the trade in, I further explained how the other dealership tried to lowball me on the trade. He said if I could produce a written offer from CarMax for that price I mentioned, that they would match it. I gave him the paperwork, and without any further discussion, he agreed that he would match that. And then we just moved on to financing. I hadn't gotten this far with the other dealer, but I had already lined up financing through my credit union. He asked if I was willing to see if the F&I guy could match or even beat that figure. I agreed to let him try, and he came back with a rate that was 50 BPS lower. Needless to say, I was already very happy with these people, but this sealed the deal. Right as I was finishing the paperwork, the salesperson from the first dealership texted me to ask me if they would give me the car at that price. I responded back that they would, and I was finishing up the paperwork at that very moment. He immediately tried to call me and then texted me saying that they would give it to me for $500 less. I responded to his text saying that I had already signed the paperwork and that he had just lost the sale. Once the paperwork was complete, the exceptionally pleasant and helpful salesperson at my new dealership spent an additional half an hour after the dealership had closed for the night running me through some of the features of the car and showing me how the infotainment system worked. This was completely above and beyond what I expected as I thought I would just be reading a 300 page user manual to figure out on my own I drove home that night with my new shiny car a very happy camper The next day, I decided to rub a little salt in the wounds of that first dealership, so I drove there straight from the office. For context, I work in the banking industry, and at that point, it was still very much business formal dress. I showed up in my suit with my briefcase and had people falling all over themselves trying to help me, including the receptionist who clearly remembered who I was midway through me asking for the particular salesperson that I dealt with the previous day. She offered me a seat and asked if I wanted some coffee while she went to get him and I said politely, no thank you, I won't be here long. She somewhat quietly and sheepishly responded that she'd be right back with the salesperson very shortly. There was a couple in the waiting room area who seemed to be a bit displeased that they had been waiting for a salesperson, but I got one the moment I walked in the door. No more than a minute later, the salesperson and his manager came out. The salesperson recognized me and with a look of defeat on his face, shook my head and asked how I was doing today. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Before I had the chance to respond, the sales manager spoke up to introduce himself as if I had not spent an hour and a half with him the previous day. After I reminded him that I was there yesterday and that he said that it would be a waste of my time to go to the competing dealership because they would never give me the car I wanted at the price shown on their website, his demeanor quickly pivoted back to the snotty, insolent person I had dealt with the previous day. He proceeded to ask, well, did they? With a bit of a sneer. I said nothing but turned to the side and clicked the remote for my new car so the horn would give off a few chirps. He said, good for you. In a rather curt tone and walked away, leaving the poor salesperson on his own. I shook that salesperson's hand, thanked him for his time and turned around to leave. The receptionist spoke up as I walked past her and asked in a rather chipper voice if I needed any further assistance. I politely responded that no, the other dealership had provided me exactly what I needed and what I was looking for. To make things just a little bit better, as I passed a couple sitting in the waiting area, I saw them exchange looks with each other that seemed to say, perhaps we should go to that other dealership too. I said nothing further and walked out of the building wearing the smile of a winner. But let me know, am I the jerk? Man, I cannot tell you how much I was hoping that this guy was gonna go back and rub it in the other dealership's face after he got his new car. So when I read that he did it, I did have a huge grin on my face. I've stated a few times on the Jerk channel that the car buying process can be horrible and that I've had my own bad experiences. But I also had an experience similar to the OP here where I was treated with respect and was given an even better deal than I was expecting. Sometimes you got to walk through a lot of crap to end up where you want to be. Don't want to pay me for my work? All right, I'll undo it then. Not exactly sure if this is a malicious compliance or pro revenge, but here we go. I know a lot of people don't usually name the companies in these posts, but I'm doing it because I've had many issues with them and everyone should be warned. So I have to say this first. Beware of working with the delivery service Shipped. Today I picked up an order for delivery. I had gone promo, money add-on, on on Shipped. It was for delivery in a town that was 15 minutes from the store of purchase. Alright, not too bad for 16 bucks, especially since I live 10 minutes from the town I was delivering to. I'll take it. I go to the store, receive the groceries, and I'm on my way. I send a text to the customer that I'm on my way and will reach them before X amount of time. No response, so I give a quick call. It does a weird thing and ends. Doesn't even go to voicemail. Huh, whatever, I sent them a text. Get to the house, knock, no answer, leave the bags outside the door and walk away. When I make it to my car and I start it up, a woman pokes her head out of the porch door as I'm about to leave. She was a very lovely woman and I thank her for her kindness. She waves me down, looking highly confused, so I, unfortunately, stop the car and get out. Woman asks me what this is. Why, that's your order, ma'am, I say, looking happily. I didn't order anything, she says. Oh, no. Did anyone else in your, nope? Oh, no, 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 no. So there is a wrong address on the delivery. I've never dealt with this before, and I have to leave to catch a movie with friends in 30 minutes. Cue me going door to door at each house on this small street while reaching out to ship support and while trying to call the customer again. Does the same weird thing with the phone, and I give up on that. Proceed to knock on doors. Nope, 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 nobody's. Nope, all right, I just have to move on. Shipped? suggestion, just drive back and return it. Oh no, shipped. I am a delivery contractor. I am not a volunteer, nor am I charity. I am hired by you to fulfill deliveries. As far as I'm concerned, I have delivered to the address on file. I am not reaching into my bank account to correct someone else's mistake. For the total extra 30 minutes round trip, I will need $10 on top of the initial pay. Thank gas for being so expensive. They respond with no and they say that they'll give me $8.10. I respond with no and say, I have plans in 10 minutes, what should have been 30, mind you, that I will now miss. $8.10 will not cover the gas and wear and tear for the extra 30 minutes. I will need no less than $10, or I will leave them on the curb of the noted delivery address, 580 blank street. They tell me that they'll give me $5 and that they can't do any more than that. Wait a minute. $5 $5 on top of the additional $8.10 to make it $13.10 on top of what I'm being paid, or just an extra $5? I wanted everything in writing specifically because I knew Shipt was going to try to do what they did next. Oh yes, $13.10, but we can't do any more, they say. Fine, I'll return to the store now. I go to the store and do the whole return process, get in contact with Ship as they directed me to with the requested information. I get a message from Shipped on my phone to the effect of, your order has been canceled and 2080 issued to your account. What? I contact Ship saying that I'm confused and say that it looks like they're giving me only $5 on top of the original payment when they said I would be compensated for 1310. dollars I was told, oh, we won't give you any more than $5. But you already, <laughs> is there a manager I can speak to? Nope, $5, take it or leave it. All right, fine. Don't wanna pay me the agreed upon wage? That's a breach of contract, meaning you never actually paid me for this return. So what did I do? I marched right back into the store, asked the worker who had taken the return what she had done with it, snatched the bag up, strode up to the manager, informed them of what was happening, and told them since I wasn't being paid to return the groceries, I would be taking them back to the last place I was contracted and paid to deliver them, 580 blank street. I told him if he wanted to be recompensated for the groceries, he should charge shipped, as they were not willing to pay to have them returned. I messaged shipped from my car informing them of this and gave them 30 minutes, yep, plans definitely ruined, it's now two hours later, to rescind their offer and pay me what they actually agreed to and owed me. Had to reach out two separate times because the first girl, despite being very polite, Would not go to anyone else, such as management, to ask for an exception to this policy considering they had literally told me that they would pay me more. Actually, they had the gall to ask if I had taken the items I had returned, and all I had to say in response was, did you pay me to return them? Second girl was much more helpful, reached out to her team to see if anything could be done. Ships still wouldn't be swayed, but I thanked her profusely for at least trying. So in the end, they said they wouldn't do any more than $5. I told them, all right, I rejected that offer, just pay me the original delivery because 580 is where they'll be. You can pay another ship shopper $15 to come get them. Drove back, it was on my way home, and dropped them off and left. I'm not a charity, I don't do work for free, and I certainly don't pay to work. I'm going to be messaging ShopRite corporate directly along with the NJ labor board because this is not the first issue with wages I've had with shipped. And honestly, ShopRite should seek compensation from them. Have fun paying for more than $13.10 of groceries that are now rotting on the curb, shipped. Side note to anyone who may say, you're being entitled. No, I'm not. It's not entitled to expect an agreed upon wage. It is extortion to expect me to work for less than agreed upon. Imagine you accepting an order from a delivery service, fulfilling that obligation, and suddenly they decide to pay you less than half for the completed order. Or you're going to work at a job and they suddenly cut your pay without any notice or agreement upon your part. As I explained to them, I never would have returned the groceries for $5 because it wasn't my mistake. I would have returned them no problem if it was my mistake, but it wasn't. And I would be paying to return them. Plus the missed plans, plus the lost time. So no, I'm in no way in the wrong here and I don't care what anyone else thinks. But let me know, am I the jerk? I'm on the side of the OP here. I don't do work for less than I'm compensated for. I understand that there's a lot of people that believe work is work and you need to do what you're hired to do. But when I'm hired to do something, I expect to be paid properly for it. This is a two-way street. Too often, big corporations just abuse their workers to get the most profit. And they love the work is work crowd. At some point, someone has to stand up, right? That's it for today's video. If you want to make sure you don't miss out on any content, hit that subscribe button and make sure you hit that bell to turn on notifications. If you want to finish listening to all those stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you're someone who live streams and needs copyright free music, check out the Cream of the Crop music by searching Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you choose. Remember, it's free.